There you go, boys. League teams, we're on. Right now. And what do we want to say? I want to see Ruzi <laughs> stay for the entire show. Because we went on tour last week, weren't you? We up having a look at the Neafel? Uh, well, the confirmation it's the Neafel. Neafel, right? yeah. Confirmation. Yeah. Which he's made, he's bagged me. Did he bag me? And... No, I might have had, I added, added that. that yeah, yeah, I added yeah. that myself. <laughs> oh, good on you. But good yeah. to see. Um, so what is it? Mid-season commentators buy, is it? You know you're not coaching anymore. You can't have a week <laughs> off in the middle of the year. I've got another job outside of here. I've got oh, other things to that? do as well. What do you I, do? I love leadership, culture, mate. <laughs> I, you know, Who for? Jack of all trades. Anyone that wants to play. <laughs> now, that's a reasonable point. Who's yours? Let's get serious here, mate. Right? You're back I want to see, I'm not sure I'm going to see it, but I want to hear the banter mm. between Bernie Vince and Taylor Adams. Yeah. Nice little, probably not enough of it now, is there? A little bit of chippiness before the game starts. And Well, uh, I'm similarly, I want to see Monday footy as well for a little bit of that reason because if you think back to 2009 when Jack Watts debuted and he ran off the bench and he got absolutely smashed by four Collingwood players coming the other way. And look, he was a bit unlucky that it sort of, you know, held up there and there was the next four in. And that was a fair initiation for, for Jack Watson and, uh, and away they went. They were quite the physical. Bloke, so he weighed about 65 kilos. He did. Uh, and just he say a Callum Brown or something like that debut for, for Collingwood. Will Melbourne, because of the banter and everything, will they see this young fella and go, you know what? We're going to make it really difficult. Within the rules, really difficult for you today. And, and get it, one back for Watsy. Well, I'd like to see, as the game is building to something extremely big over the last few years, and especially with the MND uh, fundraiser yeah. as well, I'd love to see 90,000 get to the MCG. I think we've got two teams that are competing for some credibility and to push for the top eight. It's a fantastic day, fantastic fundraiser. I reckon get 90,000 there Monday. Is it the second... Biggest, oh, no, you've got Dreamtime at the now, G, yeah. then you've got Anzac Day. Is it the third? Well, <laughs> no, but, I mean, we've got some real mm. signature games now in, in season proper. They've had some big crowds. I was looking back through the records. Grand final 1958 between Melbourne and Collingwood, 115,000. <laughs> and their home and away game was 95,000 round 10. That's, that's big rivalry. 1958. He played. He was. Um, <laughs> he, he was in the twos. He slipped into that. Jeez, you've come up with that. Who put you onto that? You didn't think of that yourself. No, I did. I thought of that. No, you didn't. I've got me notes here. Hey. I've had three weeks on the sidelines. I've had three. I've had three buys. So I'm ready to go. Come on. Well, what do you talk... want to see, Dan? Yeah. No, he's here. Oh, you've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the first game. Sydney take on the Western Bulldogs. And Rizzy, you want to talk about the doggies are kicking it more. Yeah. Yeah. I just teams felt, getting to yeah. them a little bit in close. I felt the. Other teams were closing them down a bit, and they sort of said that themselves. I mean, they, they are a handball team. There's no question about that. And it's worked extremely well for them. But I thought what they did better against St Kilda was you use the width and length of the ground. Instead of having sort of five handballs, it was three and get out into space, which mm. meant you know, their, their ball movement inside forward 50 was a lot sharper and really difficult for St Kilda to, to cope with. And spoke to Eastern Wood uh, the day after, and he said that's something they were aware of and they were working on, just trying to get more into a kicking game, Jono. It looks like they're trying to get some deeper entries because and try and get easier scores because that's been the issue. They get inside 50s, but they're not able to affect the scoreboard yep. as effectively as they, they would have liked and really put teams away and keep, other, keep the opposition in the game. So it looks like they're trying to break through 
get it long, kick that 150-60 from, uh, from the middle of the ground, one-on-ones, and the next group come in to make that scoring a little bit easier. Where do you think they're at, I mean, in their build? We know they had ups and downs last mm. year and plenty of injuries and had their great month, but where do you think? Is there a, any sort of hangover? No, I don't think so. Not, not in terms of that. I think the last couple of weeks they've got back to playing their best football. Yes, they lost to, to Geelong, but last, last week, well, two weeks ago now, against St Kilda, that was the best four-quarter performance yeah, from the Dogs so. yep. all year. But what happens now on the back of that, they lose Tom Boyd, they lose Robert Murphy, yep. they lose Dale Morris out of, out of the side. Yep. Three really key players for them, especially uh, two experienced players, and Dale Morris being the general down back. I think his return helped the club and helped the team really settle again. Now Dale's back out. Others yep. have to sort of try and stand up again, including Eastern Wood. I reckon one of the turning points, I think we saw the game, it was against GWS in, in Canberra. They, they lost the game, but you just saw the, the intensity really lift and uh, their attack at the ball. They just didn't have the polish to finish it off, but they, they were very good oh, that I night. They missed opportunities, that actually, the same that thing. night. Last game against the Saints, I thought the Saints were really good in the first quarter. Yeah. They just couldn't, as silly as it sounds, couldn't kick the ball through the goals. Mm. They couldn't get clean shots away. So it's almost like the dogs rise to the occasion of anybody who takes them on. It's almost like they get yeah, insulted yeah, yeah. and they come mm. back with their best footy. I think the other thing is teams generally match you know, premiership teams. And we've seen it a bit. I mean, Hawthorne did it. But the midfield matchup's going to be interesting because yeah. the Bulldogs are probably the best of getting numbers through the area. I mean, you look, any one time you can look at three different players, whereas Sydney tend to be more, you know Joey Kennedy's going to be in there a lot, you know Luke Parker's going to be in there a fair bit, Hanbury, whether he's on a wing or midfield, he's a midfielder. So that's probably the biggest test for, for and Sydney And their form the is a lot better too, those midfielders you mentioned from Sydney, yeah. from the last time yeah, that absolutely. the Bulldogs... Uh, did play them. Hanbury was out of sorts. Parker was fluctuating a little bit with, with his form. So they're in better form. Travis Cloak comes back in because he actually dominated Sydney at, uh, at Etihad. So if he gets a couple of look-ins, then um, you know, they'll be looking for him to be successful coming back into the side. Before we move on, what's this spell for Kurt Tippett? Yeah, it's interesting, Being isn't it? dropped mm. for this game. Yeah, trouble. I mean, it's, uh, he certainly really battled this year. And he had his battles last year, realistically. 2015, kicked 40-odd goals for memory. And... and yep. I mean, I don't know what you think, Ruzi, has. I mean, he, he's had a couple of uh, years with 40-plus, but I, I see him still as a ruckman, as yep. a, a ruckman that can go forward. One, he, he sort of doesn't read the ball naturally he, as, a, as a power forward. He was a forward before he got to Sydney, though. Yeah, he was, and he had kicked 40-plus. Uh, and I reckon his last game at the MCG in that final for Adelaide, he, yeah. he looked really dangerous. Yep. But I think that's on the back of some good form. I, I like it when he's in the ruck, can find the ball, because he's not a natural leader that can judge where the ball's going to drop. But if he's up and going, I think uh, he, he's dangerous. But he, I think he's got to start in the middle of the ground. So, with look, a paycheck of near on seven figures, it's going to be interesting what they, they do moving forward. Is he an option to trade out and supplement his income to another club? Because so, you did his contract, so we know, exactly, <laughs> we know that that's actually pretty accurate. Yeah. If you can maybe round it off to the dollar, that'd be great. Yeah. But I, One I think, point. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon what you're saying is right, Al, but it's interesting because Nath Smith comes in. I, I do see probably Tippett's best footy that I've seen, and we don't see every single game. I've liked him when he started in the ruck, but yeah. Nath Smith's better at his craft. So that's the dilemma, I think, for John Longmire and the coaching staff. You've got a ruckman. Naismith's not going to dominate around the ground. He's not so going to get a lot of So they picked a ruckman ball. 
A true ruckman yeah, over Kurt Tippett. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. I reckon I've seen a lot of Naismith. He came to the academy when I was actually starting. He's very good, very soft with his hands, very good around. So he's going to give some really good Especially access Especially if to the it's mids. against Tim English. Roughhead yep. might be up against Sinclair for most of the game. But then yep. if he's up against English in his second game of football, skinny, still, if you can physically intimidate him a little bit in terms of jump into him, but then... Be effective with he's his 205, hands. 205, 206 yeah, centimetres. Exactly. Yep. English, though, yeah, isn't he? Is, he he's... is, but he's skinny as, and, you know, like he's still, you know, really I, raw. I, I refuse to believe that any man over 201, 202 centimetres can be intimidated by anyone. <laughs> you, there's no trouble. When your head's up here and everyone else's head's there, you shouldn't be intimidated. Nothing well, you can, can get you. But they can snap you in half real easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the issue. Well, that's, that's another point. And yeah. just, just one thing. I mean, obviously, Sydney, Sydney is struggling. When you think of the players that have, haven't had any sort of continuity, they've had some key players out. McVeigh across yeah. halfback. Yep. Rampy's missed big chunks yep. as well. Jack. Kieran, yeah, Jack Kieran Jack's back, back in. Yep. Heaney missed a, a chunk early. Yep. It, it's just hard. Once you, once you miss that chunk, you really can't catch Particularly up. Particularly if you're missing... Big chunks of pre-season. Yeah, yeah. Because if you do that and you start playing, you haven't got a base to play with. Yeah, you're so prone to more injuries, aren't you? Because you play, play catch-up footy. Yep. And um, just one more. I did Ruzi's contract for that uh, academy as well. That's about <laughs> twice the size <laughs> of Can you round that off? The nearest dollar. Let's move on, Darren. Let's go to the next game. <laughs> yeah, is that, did the Melbourne Academy take over some of his wage? <laughs> I got cut from that one. <laughs> Let's look at the Bombers and Port Adelaide. Wasn't unhappy with the Bombers last week. It went down by 16 points yep. in the end. GWS, they're going to win the caper oh. by 10 goals. If it keeps going the way it is, have you ever seen a team that's lost the player of Ryan Griffin's capabilities and are less cared? Well, that, they can cover him easy. I mean, they'll just drag another um, number one draft pick off the off the shelf. And I mean, they're an amazing team, and the way they they keep going. But I mean, Essendon. I mean, this is what we're talking about, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Essendon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, Essendon are they, are they near the. Most impressive yeah. team this season. I mean, as far as expectations, I mean, there's a lot of the unknown yeah. about the players coming back into the side after suspension. But their ability to to run defensively, I think, is incredible. They've got some dangerous small forwards, and they've got the the, the spines in place for the future. Well, I think their best footy's been really, really good this yeah. year. So I think that's probably the thing it's that surprised me. I thought they were going to be competitive, and I gave them a sneaky chance for the eight, but I. I think their best football's been better than, yeah. than I thought it was going to be. I really like the way they control the game. I think that's the, the big thing for me. When but you've got a belief that they can go too quick, don't you? Yeah, I think sometimes they have a tendency to go a little bit quick. That, that's, and, and again, we don't get to see every single game every single week. But what I've been impressed with, with Essendon is when they're able... And this is not slow play. This is what I call sort of a, a, a half play. So the ball kept keeps in motion, kicking it, using your feet, foot skills, which they've got pretty good foot skills, just keeping the ball moving. When I've seen them do it, now this last kick gets pushed a little bit, but when I see them doing that, I, I think they've played some really good foot. When they get into a handball game, I reckon this one he could probably go into a kick a bit earlier, but they don't take that first option, and then they're forced to kick it down the line. So I've actually been really impressed with mm. their A game, 
And they haven't dropped off dramatically because, as you said, Darren, they were pretty good against the, the Giants. It's a pretty big matchup, isn't it, Hurley v uh, yeah. Charlie Dixon? That's that's going to be uh, one of the highlights to, to go and watch. You've got someone like Charlie Dixon who score involvements are, are right up there. He's contested marks. His defensive pressure has gone through the roof. And it'll have to be right up there because you've got someone like Michael Hurley who is number one for the key defenders in disposals and yeah. metres gained. So he gets it, runs and, and drives it long more often than not. So you've got a guy who's doing that against one of the the best informed tall forwards who puts good defensive pressure on. He oh, is right. the the biggest of the forwards, though. So. Yeah. People, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, I, I tell he's, my yeah. friends who love their footy who, who's big, and they talk about Tom Lynch in, yep. yeah, up in Gold Coast and the likes. And I try and tell them how big Charlie yeah, Dixon is. If he walks out for, as a ruckman, you oh, say, yeah. he's not a ruckman, he's a big, big <laughs> ruckman. Yeah. Well, and he's playing key plus. forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, I reckon the other thing is, and I, I agree, Dixon's going well, but... Hats off to Port. The way their game style is, I reckon, has changed a lot. Yep. Ball spending more time in forward 50. Mm. Their bigs are tackling. Their smalls are tackling. Their defenders are higher up the ground. Now, they're getting a couple of goals kicked over the top. They did last week against yeah, the Hawks. But hard. their profile numbers are really good, Ruzi. Really good. I, I really like so, the way so they're So they've playing. held up opposition. Yep. I think they're in the top three for... Uh, well, Restricting scores no, against absolutely. Them. Whereas last year and the year before, I reckon they were relying on teams giving it back to them and saying, oh, and poor teams would turn the ball over, kick it back to their defenders. Now yeah. they're, they're creating numbers around the ball. Now they're getting the ball back off teams really well. I think they've been terrific, Port. Well, last week they had 26 forward 50 tackles. Yeah. I mean, that's elite level. And as you said, you've got your 200 centimetre forward, which is not their stock standard <laughs> skill set, but you've got blokes putting enormous pressure on. He's very good, Charlie Dixon, as with a number of his teammates. How about we talk about the Blues after the break? That's good. All right, yeah. All right. Crunch some numbers with the contract. <laughs> Hump day on Fox Footy just got a little better. I think if you're rested, you've got to lie down for the week. Yeah, yeah. OK. You, you can't go to the game. You're not If you manage, you can walk around, you can go to the movies, you can do some other things. Derm and Rusey come to you a day early. One thing I would ask you three, who are all champion goal kickers, though, did you feel anxiety before before you having a set shot? Because it's amazing now the players actually don't want to take the shot. They don't want to take the shot. League teams with Derm and Rusey on Wednesdays in the boss's office. Fox Footy. Welcome back, boys. No more ugly face boys, all right? <laughs> Having a look at that ad. Let's go to the next game. Carlton are taking on GWS. And as I made mention before, Ryan Griffin has re-injured his ankle. And it, they say he could be out anywhere up to 12 weeks. That's season done, isn't it? Is that the syndesmosis? Is, is that what he's had done? Uh, I'm not sure whether that one was yeah. the syndesmosis. Mm. If it is, that can be anything. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. can be six weeks. That can be end of the season. It's a, a but if it, tough But if one. it is 12, though... It's a it long, yeah. Takes him up to the first week of the yeah, finals. Yeah, I look, mean, he is an experienced player. So, if it was a young kid, you'd say he's done. done. But an experienced player is a slim chance, isn't he? But because I suppose the last month of that 12 weeks is really starting yeah, to, to right. build up and, yeah. and get going. So, look, in his mind, you'd think he'd still be considering himself uh, yeah. an end-of-season finals because we all know GWS are going to go uh, come back a fair the, way this he year. He can come so back the Niaffle as well. He'd be a handy backup, wouldn't he? I reckon you should start 
near AFL if you're really going to get serious with it. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the other one is just start your own stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A bit of advice on that. To and wear that little sort of smoker's jacket you had on for the first couple of shows that you've got rid of. I've got a couple of text messages. Um, Lobb and, and Johnson yeah. are, are available to come back in. Um, we see a lot of clubs actually moving away from the, the three genuine bigs. Mm. And, I mean, obviously GWS have been in scintillating form. It's probably ridiculous to say. Does Lobb just come straight back in? Well, Lobb's a contested mark. Yeah. Jeremy Cameron is a big forward, 196, 7 centimetres. He doesn't play big. More your buddy, Franklin. He just is probably stronger in... in uh, overhead in one touch grab yep. but he's, he doesn't go for all that many. He gets circulation goals and he's not bad at holding and one hand marking, you know, holding out an opponent. Buddy's extraordinary like that but Buddy's a pat second grab. Yeah, so you think Lob just comes straight back? I think Lob comes back in and he, he gives you the option of actually just pinging the ball long. So the defence starts to spread yep. and can't Gather yep. around where you think the target ball's going. He's not been on the wing either, so the long kick out of defence. He's yeah. he's normally one that's up in that position, and he makes it predictable. He's either marking it because he's he's pretty good overhead, yep. or it's easier for his mids to get around, knowing exactly where where it's going to drop. I know we've, we've been a bit critical of the lack of um, forward pressure, but I tell you, when when you kick the ball like the Giants do, I mean, you'd oh, I reckon kicks, that, they're they? such good kicks, and you talk about log coming in. I mean, they put. The, their teammates in such good spots. Some of this stuff here you see on the, the vision. Most teams turn these balls over. Most teams either get tackled or it's a scrubby handball, it's a, a scrubby kick. This but is the Kelly kick, yeah? This, this is the one coming up here. Yeah, just a roll and oh. go, low kick so into, yeah, into a good spot. And I think that's why at the moment we, we all think clearly they're going well, they're on top of the ladder, but they've still got another level to go to. If they can find some real pressure and heat up the forward line, Look at this. This kick is ridiculous. I think this is from Zach Williams. He's running backwards. Well, they are under genuine pressure. Genuine there pressure. We go. Absolutely. So you need something yeah. to go right. He was backwards when yeah. he kicked it. I always thought the, only the greatest kicks you'll ever meet or ever see can kick the ball while actually running backwards. Yeah. Yeah. It's, if, if people are at home, have a go at it in the lounge room. You'll kick a light out. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, Don't have a go on a window. Just have a go. Tell mum's derm said. It's impossible to do, and he's just done it that yeah. And then I think, look, I think they've got another level to go to, but they've certainly got a few tiny flaws, you know, just you know, that lack of forward pressure. I think we're Carlton... Carlton can match up a little bit inside. I think if you look at the, the midfield matchups, Carlton have got three really, really good midfielders in Murphy, Cripps um, Gibbs. and Gibbs. Yep. It's probably the, the others where you know, most teams, the Giants get most teams' depth, but would it be maybe a Simpson on the outside one wing? Yeah, Kurnow's on the other one, definitely. Kurnow's he's he's an elite good. runner, so you know that they he's going to be hand back, though, don't they? Well, they I think they do. A lot, a lot wing, though. Doherty's been the, the mastermind down there. Some Cripps start on the... The wing occasionally this year. So whether they do that or whether they throw Graham in into the centre bounce more often, Mark Murphy would be one that you could put on Kelly. Kelly would be nervous with a Mark Murphy lining up next to him because he's in great form and his running is the best I've seen Mark Murphy pretty much for his whole career from, yep. from offence to defence and just that transition running. So yep. he's someone who could potentially put a lot of pressure on 
Kelly as a, as a direct matchup as well. Yep. Another one, the key position matchups, yeah, Patton and Cameron, as you said, Silvani, Marchbank. I mean, uh, Marchbank and Silvani. Silvani's been incredible since he's come back into yeah. the side. Started with that great job on, on Buddy Franklin. Marchbank's been a really impressive good inclusion. Picker. Great really picker. Really good picker. The kid's going to be a really good player for many years to come. All these boys know him. Yeah. We, I, we've talked a bit a lot on this show around the makeup of Carlton's team solid. You know, it's just, oh, yeah. it's just the depth. I mean, you look at the Cruiser Mumford matchup. Cruiser, he's in near career best form. I, I, he's a kid. I mean, he's obviously a number one draft pick. You just, if you look back now and he didn't have injuries and didn't miss so many games, mm. we'd, be, we'd be talking about him much differently because every time I've seen him play, every time, time he's played against the team I've coached, he's always played exceptionally well. So you've seen a bit of Carlton this year. So that yep. Mumford... He's in that discussion for All-Australian Ruckman as well. So Mumford's the second and third efforts in tight. Yep. Cruiser is second and third efforts more Out. on the outside, yeah. doesn't he? He spreads extremely well. So they make a great contest. Yeah. Cruiser puts some real heat. And they're probably the players that worry Mummy a bit more. Yeah. Grundy did it against Mumford, really spread on him hard. And they had to move lob into the, the centre bounce as Mumford went forward. Mummy did a pretty good job forward. But the players that worry him are the ones like Cruiser because they get on their bike and they go forward. And Cruiser's in, in good form. Can I ask you, just people are bandying around telephone numbers for Josh Kelly. What do you think of him? When you, were, you yep. coached against him, and yep. admittedly an extra year at this stage of his career is a huge advantage to him. You coached against him last year. What do you think of him? Oh, look, I think he's got all the skills. What, what are, you'd love to put him to the test. It's funny, funny we're talking so much about him. I see their group is so important. Whitfield's come back in. As silly as it sounds, Ward's under the radar now. Shield's yep. under the radar now. Mm. I always find it, it, it's a lot harder to tell how good a player is when they're playing in such a good team. And this is taking nothing away from Kelly whatsoever. Yep. But when you, when you put them to the test as in, in terms of um, you know, run with, tagging them, when a player goes more into a bottom side and dominates, if Kelly was in a bottom side dominate, then you know they're an absolute A grade. I think he will be. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But it's just a bit harder to tell, isn't it, Jono, when you're in such a, a high level. It team. is a little bit, but I suppose you look at the amount of injuries that GWS have got and the fact that he is still he has become their number one <laughs> number one player when they haven't got they've got talent out there, but not the top-end yeah. talent that could help him probably even grow. I think if you throw even more, get even more a figure, I, I guess that's the answer. That's hard. Uh, like, I, I find it easy to put a figure on Dustin Martin because he's been through a period where the Everything. team's not as, yeah, as good. Okay. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I think yeah, he's an okay. absolute A-grade player, mm. but you're talking about a figure on how much he's worth. It's easy with Bond and Pelly because mm. he's come into a, a, an average team made it better. It's just more difficult because there's so much talent running around. I understand what you're saying. Mm, and the, and the right. reason is, you take the Martin case. He's a gun in a team which battled the last yep. couple of years. Yep. So what he's done stands on the yep. board. So he's earned market value a figure. Yep. Kelly's figure, when you're looking at the Giants, you go, who's the best? Yeah. Mm. You don't know. No, that's right. Is it Shield? Is it Kelly? Yeah. Is it Whitfield? Ward, Whitfield is it all those Scully. Yeah, and then they've yeah. got some kids coming through again. Under Jacob Hopper could be Kennedy. It could be a Josh Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just don't know. So what you're doing is going, let's raid them yeah, yeah, yeah. before they yeah. all settle in and win yeah. premierships together. Let's get them before they're at the top of the market. Mm. But they're offering 
top of the market money. Yeah, so there is exactly. an element of speculative buy in that. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like his class. I mean, his last month has been as good as you'll see for a yeah. long He's time. He's risen that, to the talk, oh, hasn't he? Absolutely. To the, the has. point of these young players get offered big dollars, then clubs need to employ nearly someone individually from a specialist point of view to work with him. Pay someone 30 grand to work with your million dollar yep. investment per year. Not work, just what not do you mean work with him, though? On, in, a, on a specialist base. So you're at training with him, you're skills? helping him, his skills, his development, all those sort of things. Because but, I think these players get taken into these clubs at high-end cash and then they're left just to yeah. the coaches that are there, which are fine, and they're skilled enough. But I think at times... Individually, individual coaches should be appointed, like a ruckman has a ruck Pay coach. Pay someone thirty grand to watch well, him before you recruit him. Well, don't, yeah, yeah, no, don't. Well, maybe that as well. But I think <laughs> when you get training, them, I think clubs will start doing more to make sure their investment turns from speculative to yeah. success. And also, don't don't underestimate the mental side of things. You, you're bringing in someone on massive cash. It's an enormous amount of stress on that person and mm. being a seven-day-a-week full-time footballer. I, I, I think that's a key You were that Kelly. player, yeah. and then when you went there for that money... I went to sleep. Fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the thing. If you're Kelly, you're so comfortable where you're at. You yeah. know it week in, week out, you're playing with a great team. You're going to go through five or six. It's very hard to, to because pressure comes on you more. Now he's going to get paid. What's he going to get paid? Six, seven hundred anyway. So what would you rather do? Get your six, seven hundred, knowing you're going to win every single week, knowing that the pressure's spread, or take a mill and know that the, the microscope becomes fairly and squarely. I know what you did. What did I do? It was a bit different with Fitzroy. We couldn't couldn't beat anyone. (laughs) We lost lost an intra-club practice (laughs) game. Guys, we need to... Go on, have a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) You still didn't pick up anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we might chat in the next break. One bloke that he didn't pick up because he didn't quite know his name. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny Parker. Johnny Parker. (laughs) That was his name. He changed. (laughs) Hey, guys, it is... uh, Well, last week was the halfway marker, 11 game <laughs> was up and so we had a chance to pick our All-Australian team. I'll lead the uh, open the innings here and we're going with our six backmen for the All-Australian team. So I've gone uh, two talls and an intercept marker and I'm going to go um, <laughs> which is mine. Hurley and Rance, Elliot Yeo is the intercept marker. There we are, we're on there now. Dylan Robertson, Rory Laird. Was it Doherty or Rory Laird for that yeah. position for yeah. me? I've just given Laird. And, well, really, if you're picking an All-Australian team and you want to keep it real, you pick seven backmen. Yeah, so right. one sits yep. on the bench. Yep. And Jared Harbray, although... <laughs> He's probably thrown the, the toys out of the <laughs> cot in the last few days. All right, who's next? Well, I'll go because I had uh, Jared Harbrow as my seventh defender on, on the bench. So yeah. that rotate on and off. That old chestnut. Well, that's fair enough. That is fair enough. Yeah. I just love the yeah. little cover Didn't off. Know, that'll come in about four weeks' time when we get to yeah, the, the interchange. But he comes back from... But I, I went Robert and, and as, again, it's probably who we see. Yeah, absolutely. And yep. I, I went Robert because I saw a few St Kilda games, particularly early, and he was extremely good. Don't you way. watch every game? Most games, but it's different when it's live. Yeah. So you right. like to set up the structure Second behind the ball. while that. you're speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elliot Yo, Rance. I reckon when you're picking a side and you go on the back line, he's just the first in, isn't he? Alex Rance. You agree, Dermot? Yep. Well, yeah. he was, he was, yeah. he was yeah. my yeah. He was the easiest yeah. to put in. I went my, the other different one, I went Laird as well. I went Zach Williams from GWS for that ballistic ball carrier off halfback, which I think every mm. club needs. Yep. So ahead of Jared Harbrow. Yeah, he's he's in the, he's on in six minutes. Yeah, yeah. 
good. Yeah, well, I had oh, Talia, I had Daniel Talia. He only had two disposals last week, so that might uh, that might hurt him a little bit. Robbie Tarrant was uh, was another one who I think's had a, a brilliant year. I went for Zach Tui over Doherty. Uh, just at, uh, at this stage, and, and Rory Laird, I think, is a, a lock for that back pocket accumulator who will uh, who'll run off. Well, here yeah. we go. This will be interesting. Well, a bit like Al. I think it's, it's when you're picking all Australian, it's the teams that you watch live that you get the, the, the best appreciation of. I've gone for, and I've picked it as if they're going to play this week. So I've picked, yeah. I've picked a lockdown small defender, Nev Jetta. Oh, I've seen play. Yeah, obviously close up, but this year's been terrific. I've picked the two keys in Rance and Stephen May. I've picked the intercept marker, which is Jeremy McGovern, that can play small, medium, tall, and then speed in Zach Tui and organiser in Sam Dockett. I've seen a lot of Carlton this year. He's been terrific. Well done, boys. We'll still cover off on our midfield, and then the following week it'll be the forward line. Up next, we're going to speak about... The, oh, weren't they good last week? The Mighty Hawks. your eyebrows when I said those mighty hawks there yeah. were good, Nick. I'm trying to think, but it's amazing how quickly you do forget. A little facetious. Little facetious. Yes. They were, it was very difficult to sit so, through. So yeah. would it have been for a uh, a Queensland supporter of Queensland footy with Jared Harbour out during the week? Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting one. And I want to put it to you guys, you know, ex-football director, ex-coach, ex-skipper of a footy club. Jared Harbrow obviously has broken the law, caught drink driving, and and certainly receive a penalty uh, from the courts, and also with bringing the game, the club, and the AFL into disrepute, I understand he will get another penalty from the club, and that, and that's fine, and it could even cost the the club some sponsorship. Mm. But I'm just wondering about the the knee-jerk reaction, and maybe it's not a knee-jerk reaction, that's wrong to say, but the, to suspend him for a week. There needs to be a sanction. Yeah, I, and I absolutely agree with that. But he, he's been penalised, and he will be penalised, and I agree with that from the club. And, man, he, he could have killed someone, so absolutely I'm all for that. But then to actually penalise the team as well, is that something that is a, is a given for clubs? Because I think mostly we hear, yeah, we're going to suspend him for a week because he's done the wrong thing. So what you're saying is that sanction but no suspension. Why, why per suspend Personally, what I'd like to see from you guys is you know, punish him, absolutely, because he's done the wrong thing. But why punish the team? And, and, I'm, and the supporters. And I'm, and I'm a viewer, as you see a lot of the Suns games as well. I see their best player for the last month is out of the team. That really punishes the teammates, the sponsors, the fans. Hey, and there's a mate of yours, Rodney Eads, under the pump to keep his job. They don't so have I'm, to suspend him, though. No, absolutely, no, yeah, they don't. So they don't no. have to. Well, Hodgie, correct me if I'm wrong, but Hodgie... A couple of years ago, yeah, last year, the year before, played. year before, yeah, two years and, ago. And Clayton Oliver was a bit different because it was a pre-season one, yeah. so you, you can hardly suspend someone for a game when it was way back in November. But there's precedents where teams haven't suspended players. I'm, I'm just thinking at the, at the time the club is at the moment, they're sitting four and six. They desperately need this win. I'm just thinking, I'd be almost saying to Jared Harbour, you owe us. And you're playing this weekend. You cannot let us down again. 
and whatever fine. Uh, if yeah. he's going to do community service, get to one of the injury rehabilitation centres and work there and help them with their profile. Well, the first thing I'd say is that you're going to need the play. I agree. I don't like it when players get self-imposed suspensions from the club. You're going to have to get to the Players Association because 5000 I think, is the biggest a, pl- a club can fine a, mm. a player. Do they get more fine that goes into? Do they do community service? Do they actually put something back into the community rather than just sit in the bleachers for an extra seven days and say, right, that's my suspension? Um, now, if because he, he goes out Saturday and still trains probably harder than uh, yeah, like, anyone anyway. Now, Look, I, when we I'll, talk about dropping from a team, I, I would think if there was... If you've lied to me or you haven't fronted the training, you've lost the respect of the player group then. So we can't play you because you've lied to us. Do you lose sponsors, though, if yeah, you don't still take the real some hard sort of line? Do you, being do you a leader, lose your brand? No, being a leader... That, that, that's the question you... I'm asking. Do you make a stance and give him another punishment but no, but rather than none punish of us the team? Saying, none of us are saying you don't punish him in some way. No, absolutely punish because him. Because there is a school of thought, correct me if I'm wrong, and I apologise to Alistair Clarkson if I've got this wrong, but I think Clarko might have said at the time with Hodgie, he is going to get penalised, he's going to lose his licence... I don't know whether you remember that. So yep. yeah, there yeah. is already a penalty. But, and when we're not saying there shouldn't be another penalty. No, absolutely. But, but I'm just but worried should about it that. Be, yeah, should it be missing a game of football, which then puts your teammates More on the heat on should, the, on should the team. Be yeah, that was after the card fine. night. He had a card night. Was it? Yeah, and he had a few. Luke Hodge, well, he's soon exhausted that. But he had a few credits in the bank by that stage. Let's swing it back to the footy, though. My God, they're exciting out of the back line, especially when Harbrow plays. But he's got a couple of mates down there, oh, and yeah. one of them, last time they played the Hawks, Sardi came out of the back line. How funny was it to watch him? And Puopolo's a good chaser. I love it when... And, and he's look having, at him. He's having he, a crack, Poppy. He's yeah, going up. Yeah. <laughs> and Poppy's not That's slow either. No. And he's still, he's handed over to Jager, <laughs> and Jager said, he's too quick for me yeah. as well. So Jager should have spread the other way and gone and picked someone else up. <laughs> mm. But it is, a, I mean, it is a huge weapon for What's him, this? isn't it? You know, they, their ability to get it out, and there's a number of different ways you can get it. One's with kicking, and the <laughs> other one's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with running like that. Yeah. You know, they're both... Both effective. And I love the numbers there of, of Pierce Hanley last week. His yeah. first game back was, was no good at all. I'm thinking, how far away are you? Yeah. You know, he didn't look right whatsoever in Without going in, he did have a fair yeah. excuse. It was yeah, a pretty yeah, traumatic absolutely. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, yeah. of course. But yeah. now coming back and flying last week, that is huge. And yes, I understand Harbrow's a huge out. But in saying that, Hanley can go to halfback. He can provide that run yeah. and, uh, and stuff. And it was, it was interesting the way they went about it last week. They obviously didn't just want to bomb the ball long and quickly uh, to their forwards. So what they did, I think they had 37 marks in their first quarter, yeah. and they just patient, just chipping it around, drawing the, um, the West Coast Eagles uh, defenders up and then went. They probably went a bit too slow, to be honest. I was going to say, Al, is that a big charm? I haven't seen a lot of the Suns this year, but their strength last year was very much outside speed. But have they seemed to be a bit more controlled this year with their ball use? I think uh, on the weekend against West Coast, it was very, very controlled. Yeah. And I think Rocket even said post-game, they probably took it to the extreme, went yeah. too slow. But they, they got it done. And I mean, the greatest thing for them was that they, they were in front, lost the lead with some experienced uh, midfielders the West Coast Eagles starting to stand up, and then the last few minutes found a way to get over the top. So that was a very it, good and very important... Far off, yeah. That far off, really nailing good teams as well as beating the teams they should. If they could kick the ball, and it's not really pressured kicks, if they could just, 
you're Tom Lynch. If they could just kick the ball weighted to his side rather than go... Yeah. Or just... You, you look at some of the service he gets here and, and you know that when you're looking... And sometimes if you're feeling for the other team... You're thinking, oh, don't let it go in Lynch's area because yeah. he's almost got a carry-like influence that if it's in the air, you feel he's going yeah. to mark it. Well, that's the thing. You look at College Jasney missing there. If that's Cali, yeah, Tommy Lynch is just and going. How, how good? How good? You're having a shot at goal that's... as opposed to your mids running back the other way. Yeah, so it's a it's a double. So edge they can sword. get yeah. that much yeah. better in their game and releasing the ball to him to advantage. Oh, they're going to be tough to stop. Yeah. The other one I want to talk about too is. The Hawks, they played last week in their back line, in their back six. They had a three-gamer, a seven-gamer, a 13-gamer and a 20-gamer. Why can't we see Ryan Schoenmakers get back into senior footy at 26 years of age? I think he's a whole lot better than he would have been at 20 years of age when they were asking him to play on Podsy Adley and... And uh, Tom Hawkins. Well, I thought he looked like he was going to become a reasonable forward as yeah. well. It was funny because he, he did struggle a bit as a, a young defender, which is not unusual. That was for power and strength. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's He's not unusual because now. even it's some a... of the high draft picks yeah. really struggle when they first come in as defenders. But then looked like he was evolving into a player. Was it, was it the Sydney grand final? We, we talked about it before. Yeah, one of the grand finals. He's a lead up forward. He started yeah. to play well as a forward. So you would think... Common sense tells you that 26 bodies bigger. I would suspect he's up around 100 kick. What is he? 196. 195. Or? 195. Yes, and, yeah. and he's listed at one at 94 kilos, but yeah. he's got to put the other foot on if they're saying he's 95. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a lot, lot bigger it's, than that. It's so funny that he's not getting a game, isn't it? Really? Oh yeah, yeah. the right profile. I mean, must have, I've been looking for five or six weeks. Obviously, Hawthorne have been struggling. Looking in the VFL to see how he's going, you think, well, he's got to come in. But obviously, he's one of those players, and it happens at clubs that their magnet gets lost over the back. And they're done. So I think he is a prospect for another club. I mean, some players that. I think he's a league player. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We see a lot of players that are playing in the twos, they're twos players. And no matter where you move them, they're they're twos players. But I think he is one that can go to a club and and hold down a key post. What about uh, are we going to see the big Sandy back this week? Because Fremantle take on. Your old boys. Yeah, no, we're lines. not going to see Sandy this back? week. No, he's not back this week. So that's that's a real plus for for Brisbane, that's obviously. A it's, a, one. Yeah. it's a big out for for Frio because yep. they've got their issues. I mean, their their pressure in recent times has been deplorable at, at stages. Yeah, Frio's. Yeah, yeah talk us through this. What have we got here for us? I mean, the thing with, with Frio, most teams, are, I think. A really good example of how they're going is is when the opposition has the ball clearly. But you can see here, you know, I think it's Taylor Adams coming through there, really wanders past three or four. And, and now, look, having said that, zone defence, there's a lot of pointing going on, mm. and that's probably one of the outs that a lot of players give you on a Monday review. Oh, well, I thought Jono was going to take him. Oh, I thought. <laughs> and it is a bit hard to pin the exact player because you're trying to get spaces. But when, when you're on, you generally... John R. will go, and then at least there's a voice hand up. Al, you've got him, you've got yeah. him. And, and I, th- I thought that's probably the thing that dis- would have disappointed Ross most about their game um, on the weekend. Yeah, they were right in the game. They were, they were actually, but just on those times where they've been really sharp, I mean, prior to the week before, but that four or five week patch that Freo had where they were sharp, they were really relentless around the ball and defensively very good. So I don't reckon he would have been too happy with some of their no. defensive efforts. He wouldn't have been, before we look at some of the matchups. Just if you want to see a unpressured mark in the 450, have a look at uh, last week's West Coast Eagles, Brisbane, um, <laughs> Gold Coast Suns. Drew Petrie's taken one out 20 metres from goal 
And there was 20 players looking at him. He just ran through, and I think he thought he's going to get clipped. He just took an easiest mark. We love, we love each week who goes to, to Nat Fife. And I think what Pendleby did to him last week was, was really special in terms of, at times, going forward on him and then, and then leading back up. So we looked this week to see whether a Dane Beams or if a Zorko rolls through him or anything like that. These guys that love going forward will do something similar to what Pendlebury did here because, look, Fife went back. He went back to defend. He didn't sort of go push too hard on his body to get Pendlebury out of the, out of the way. And this was the effect, too, of Pendlebury just understanding his teammate in Phillips. I think that is kicking it in on the left leg and hitting him lace out. So whether or not Brisbane try and, and play a player on him that may be able to do that at times rather than just locking Fife away will be will be interesting to watch. Now, we he's taken the mickey out of us, by the way. He calls the kneeful and the affle. Are you taking the mickey out of us with your tip here? No, I Nothing honestly believe that. Brisbane will... Oh, you can believe it, can you? But you I won't go be... them. No, I said I won't go At them. home, <laughs> at the Gabba, Frio's got to travel six hours. That's about four hours to get there. Look, I, I think, look, Frio have improved and no question... Brisbane. With, with, without Sandy, yeah. I think Brisbane will uh, will take a little bit of control where around you, the where will ball. They, where will they get them? I think they'll get them around, around the footy. The midfield's think, been good. Yeah, and yeah. I think their midfield, midfield goals will really... Uh, really stand up in, in this game of footy. So the six-step flight's are much going better. to hurt him. No. We're going to get a six-step <laughs> flight for Nathan Brown from Sportsbet. Hello, Here you come, Brown Dog. How are you, mate? Brownie. He's good, good. Brownie. What have you Happy got for us? Back, I was a bit all at sea without you. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Sort of I missed you up, up, miss up at Port Douglas, too. Uh, yeah, it would have been good. Oh. Hey, uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 I agree with John. Yeah. Now, the line in that game's gone from 23 and a half to 18 with Sandy out. So, uh, 24 up promotion. We've done it in round 10, round 11. The punters love it so much. When your side gets 24 points up, we pay you uh. out straight away. Sam Gray kicked, the, uh, kicked his first goal 24 minutes into the first quarter against Hawthorne. We paid everybody out. They got three quarters to do whatever they want. Go out, have a drink, reinvest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Go to Port Douglas. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what, uh, Sydney and the Dogs. The Dogs have won the last four. Now, uh, five times more money on the Dogs, but Sydney are the favourites at the moment. Four games so far, big-bodied uh, games against big-bodied clubs. They've lost power, Pies, Giants and the Hawks. All big bodies at the SCG. It's small, so I think the big bodies, the dogs, that's where the money is. We've got a mega bet on this game. The grand final replay it is. It's a grand final replay mega bet. The dogs to win by 22 plus and Cronulla to win by 2 plus is going to pay you $9. So this round is both the replays of the grand finals. You liked that one, didn't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he believes you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two grand final replays this weekend. Yeah. I've been banging on about Ben Brown first goal score yep. all year. He good. did it again last <laughs> week. Now, I figured out <laughs> if you had added $10 on him every game this season so far, you'd be $850 up. Now, I've had 50 most games, and oh, I'd like to kiss the big man. He's, he's that good. So he's not playing this week. I thought I'd give you one. Sam Reid, the last time he played the Dogs, he kicked the first goal. He's kicked three times this year the first goal, and without Tippett there, he'll be more of a target. Ooh, Gamble responsibly. Out. Very All good. right, we'll go to a break. Thank you, Brownie. Thanks, and Dad. don't have another haircut before next week. No, you haven't won a week these days, are Very good, boys. As we move on to the next game, Ruzi's telling us about sleeping crocodiles on golf courses and things. 
two club lengths, is it? The yeah, the local rules of the Sherrod Mirage on the last week has been be careful of the sleeping crocodiles. On the back nine, you can take a drop. They can get, only give you two club lengths. I'm taking 200 two club lengths. I might have to check with the club pro up there. Needless to say, I didn't play the back nine. I Swing quietly. I just played the front nine. Yes. Now, uh, let's have a look at We at, said before, you know, Possibilities of maybe a Callum Brown coming in for his first game, but there's some big outs for for Collingwood. The Elliot yeah. Goldsacker and Wells, they are big outs. They they are, and uh, we can go to that game <laughs> if you want. <laughs> we'll go. You, oh, I thought we'd go to that one first. It's a bigger game. He's taken um, over the show. Yes. How about we hey? just? Well, how about we stick to the run sheet? <laughs> Sounds good to me. You don't oh, need to I'm say another to word there, Ruzi. Adelaide's just like my head off now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. Adelaide. Oh, well, there is a Brown to talk about. It's well, Luke yeah, Brown. Broken yeah. jaw. Luke that Brown. That was what I was on Cheekbone. Cheekbone. Very close. And Nick Revolt bone bruising in the knee. He's been out for a while, Ruzi. That bone bruising can be nasty, though, can't it? We sort of felt... Watched him his last two games before he went out. Just He looked like he was limping a bit there, so... Um, he's, he's an interesting out, which leads to that, that forward line just briefly. It'll be interesting to see whether McCartan, we talked about it a lot, McCartan, Membry, Bruce, Bruce yeah. kicked five last week. Can they the bring twos, those yeah. three back in? They mm. did start with it. At some point, I reckon they've got to go to it and just see whether it's going to work. McCartan looked a bit better a couple of weeks ago, I thought, particularly towards the end of the game. So it might be the, the week they might go to it. They're all three different players and they can give you something obviously different. All three were out of touch at the one time, yeah. which wasn't great. Yeah. So you've got to go back to Revolt. He got injured. So that left them a bit headless up forward. What about the Bulldogs, though? Alan Richardson mentioned how they were able to spread the Saints. So he's trained up to try and stop the opposition spreading that midfield. Because apart from Jack Stevens, there's not a lot of interior type players who have pace but, to get to the outside. And that would disappoint Richo because in yeah. round seven when they beat GWS, so he, after the game was all the young players, and the headline was We Believe, and that was his quote. So, you know, four or five weeks on, I'm not sure whether that same belief is there because the consistency of these young blokes has, has dropped away as a collective. One yep. or two might play well, but the whole five or six or seven of them just aren't collectively getting it done at the present time for the Saints. And I think the thing is, look, with, with Adelaide, and I'm still really confident they're going to be okay, but it's interesting their difference in contested ball, wins and losses. It's mm. massive, isn't it? Yep. So... Yeah, they're going to have to match it in that that area, St Kilda. And traditionally, they've been pretty good at it. So but have a look at that. It's then. extraordinary. So yeah, in losses, yeah, minus fourteen. Wow, that's a turnaround. Yeah, half, but it's it? the collective of young guys again. Like last week, you had Cameron. The week before, played really well. Last week, had eight disposals, yep. didn't fire a shot. Yep. Miller, a rising star. The week before, didn't really play that well. So for both teams, it really is that collective young group who can stand up. I think that will have a fair say. Yep. In uh, in this game because the drop off comes from from those guys because and Greenwood because that's just the way that you are as a young guy in this no, competition. It's hard to stay up for, for every game. I mean, you spoke a bit, Dermot. You've spoken a bit about St Kilda with Jack Stevens as really the only sort of power guy. It's a little bit like that. Like if Charlie Cameron's not getting it for Adelaide, I rate the Crouch brothers, but they're yeah. not quick, yeah. are they? Sloan's no. not super quick. So it's, they're both similar type midfielders. So it will be an interesting battle. I mean, Scotty Thompson's going to be the interesting one as well because 
I mean, he's pretty much the same as some of the others. So yeah, you can't yeah. see him coming in. No, you wouldn't imagine so. And that's where Cameron at his best gives that extra speed through yeah. the midfield. And the other thing that uh, teams have been able to take off Adelaide is that ability to run yep. and spread off halfback. We even saw when the, they had a good win over Brisbane, but for two quarters, they weren't able to get their run up and going. And I think that's been a big issue over recent weeks. Once they get that up and going... You know, they're very hard to uh, stop, but they're getting big numbers. Opposition getting big numbers around halfback, stopping yeah. Smith, stopping Laird. And once their run stops, they don't have too many other tricks just at the moment. Well, you're holding the well, uh, mic. Keep going to the next game. Well, you know you who's out? It. Gold Sack, Wells, <laughs> and there's another one. <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. See, that's it. I was the the first <laughs> yeah. So I reckon for Solo will come in. Oh, very that? good. And this is going to be a massive game. And, uh, Elliot, Elliot's a big, big out. Like, yeah. He was the mm. one that was really starting to take a lot of pressure off Darcy. I know they're different players, but a lot of pressure off the lack of tools there. Like, well, he still draws the ball, doesn't he? He's a, a very, very good player. And you could see him five weeks ago, he's just getting his legs mm. under him. Four weeks ago, better. Three, he's just getting better. But even it. last week, he didn't really have a good first half. But then third quarter critical came goals. out and went bang. Yeah, kicked three goals. and was getting plenty of footy again. He's a big out because he just helps that team so much. He's an X-factor forward. Allows Darcy Moore to push up the ground, do, a, do some other things. Mm. Um, he's a big out for them. The other one I'm looking at, because of the way the game's played these days, the ovals here, 36 blokes get up into one-third of it. You've got all this space out the back here. Mm. The blokes like Brad Hill or Will Hoskin Elliott who can run the yeah. lines, yep. are they becoming the most important player? Because once you get over that one-third of densely populated area of the ground... Now, this one st obviously starts in the middle, but watch where Wilbur goes from, yep. and he's running hard. So yeah. anyone who can run the lines these days at good clip is invaluable. You know what, Dermot? I reckon you're right. It's interesting when you look at... This is the one too, Reece. Yeah, this is they're this the hurts. most valuable. But if you look at like you look at the ground that they cover, the speed oh. they're able to do it, and, and he's that. able to cover up the fact that there's no forwards there. Yeah, so yeah. he's actually assessing this. Now, it's, he didn't do that deliberately on my dad, but I reckon <laughs> he was trying to chip it over the top so he could run past Johnson anyway yep. to do it. Yeah. And I think when you look at most teams, Collingwood is, is one I've always felt, now Varco's not in, Wells are not in, I always felt they look so much better when they've got those. You look at Melbourne, Jaden Hunt makes a massive difference yep. to Melbourne. You know, his ability to get out. Mm. Hibbard, probably not as... as as ballistic, is ballistic no, as but, Hunt, yeah. but again, gets them out with some sp speed. They're, they're yep. really, really invaluable players, Derm. And, and if you've got them as, as wing, which is more a Hoskin Allen, even a high half forward that can get back inside forward 50, they are extremely valuable. Has Lyndon done... Is he, is he owning the position now, Jono? Has he got full back for the pies? I think so. Same as what uh, Alex Silvani has done at, at Carlton. Come yeah. in and just grab that opportunity that's, uh, that's been presented to him. And, and I think Lyndon Dunn has really helped others around him as, as well to, to settle in, especially in that, that Collingwood defence to start. Right. Sharon Berg's come back in. I think Lyndon Dunn's very good for, for Sharon Berg as well from that experience head from a player who's a little bit unknown with his body and how he's going to get through. And if yeah. he'll get through, some question marks there coming back off you know long term. You know his assets, yep. Lyndon Dunn, I mean, but he's an experienced player. So he's, he's going to help structurally yeah, down there, right. guide and teach. He's a very, very good one-on-one -on -one defender. Yeah. Very good still one. Is, one isn't he? he still yeah. is. And yeah. what he does really, really well, we talked about speed out of defence with Jaden Hunt. The other way to get the ball out of defence is a long kick, yeah. penetrating long kick. How good is he in your mind as a kick? He's a, he's a very, very good long kick. Sometimes he tries to take 
the, the, the too hard. When he keeps yeah. it really simple yeah. and, and takes that long option, he's very good. He gets you 70 metres out from goal, 80, 80 metres. Gets you into really dangerous spots. And that, that was a big factor last week, particularly late against Frio with some of those kick-ins as well. We've only got 30 seconds to go. Um, uh, the, ruck, the ruck work is going to be pretty important in this one. You'd, you'd think Grundy... He's having pretty good form. Well, Spencer's possibly available. He could mm. come in. But I think the most important thing is to let you know that Elliot Goldsack <laughs> <laughs> and Wells, and on that uh, note, Wells are out. <laughs> they have, by Jensen, they 360. Have every team. <laughs> 360 <laughs> coming up next. Thanks, Jens. We'll see you next week.